passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back into the Alana Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Alana Enquirer publisher here with you. And while we are gearing up for Illinois against Purdue Saturday, there is a lot of basketball news to chat about. So today on the podcast, it's a Piper podcast. Bringing in Derek Piper, Illini basketball lead reporter here for Illini Enquirer. And Derek, we got a lot to chat about here just less than a month before the season is scheduled to tip off here in Champaign with their multi-team event. We don't have any confirmed schedule, but we do have one game, and it's a huge game, Derek. Um, Illinois against Duke. First of all, good morning, Derek, as we were recording this on Friday, but it's I'm sure a good morning for you is you get news that Illinois at Duke is happening. Good morning to you as well. I thought we were just getting on here to talk Tony LaRusso. I do consider myself somewhat of a Tony LaRusso expert, I guess. Um, not a very popular hire in uh, White Sox country, and I can understand that. It is amazing, though, Derek, that like a Hall of Famer we hired, right, is a is a more controversial hire than guys who cheated. And I get it as a White Sox fan. Like, <laughs> A.J. Hinch makes a lot of sense. He's won games. He's kind of a new school manager. Alex Cora is kind of the same way. And, and Tony Russo has always been kind of like a new school manager and kind of an old school uh, feel to him. Um, so I do feel like we have a managerial upgrade here. It's just the White Sox who are this fun loving, like, you know, new generation team. You bring in this old guy. I mean, he's 76 years old. He's a senior citizen. You bring in this old guy who hasn't been in the game for 10 years and is on record with some pretty controversial thoughts about, you know, um, you know, black lives matter and all of that. It's just an interesting dynamic that I think, seems more risky than it really needed to be. But he's you as you know, Derek, he's a really good manager. Yeah, he is. I think in game he's gonna be an upgrade for you and very well prepared. Uh he's gotta let his those guys be them though. What works for the White Sox this past year, he's gotta let that happen. He can't be seeing in an inter squad scrimmage in spring training to manage some bat flip and then whisper to one of the pitchers, all right, we got to hit that guy next time he comes up. <laughs> that cannot happen. But, yeah, don't uh, tell Tim to... Anderson to or Eloy Jimenez to respect the game, please. Please. Yeah, that, that either. Um, not not to steer the conversation away from Illinois Duke, but I thought we'd, we'd slide that in there. No, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up. I can get some some thoughts out. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about it. Um, I'm just hoping for the best. It just... It just didn't make a lot of sense, and it screams of Jerry Reinsdorf just being like, I need to correct this mistake I made, this biggest mistake I made, instead of letting Rick Hahn hire the guy he wanted uh, and A.J. Hinch, who I believe Rick Hahn wanted. But yes, the people want to know about Illinois at Duke. Tuesday, December 8th, it is official. 
Derek Piper. Uh, and and I will promise you, if you are allowed to go there, we'll we'll get you there, Derek. Oh man, I can't wait. <laughs> if you told me that the only way I could go is if I rode my bike to Durham, North Carolina, I'd I'd start now. I'd I'd be on my way. Um <laughs> I'm that fired up. It's the blockbuster matchup of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I know for Illini fans, it's got to feel good. Those inside the program, it's got to feel good to be back. And not to disrespect some of those other teams that you were drawing, you know, Wake Forest, Post, Chris Paul, or Georgia Tech, Miami, Clemson. ESPN is the one who – they control all the TV rights, obviously. They choose the matchups. They say, who do you want to see? Uh, they deliver it to the, the conferences, and that's how the games are are aligned. And they want to see Illinois Duke. And those, I, I think, when you line it up with Iowa and North Carolina, um, those are really the two bright ones. But I think this will have the two highest-ranked teams, potentially, depending on what the preseason actually has between Illinois, Iowa, uh, Wisconsin will be highly, highly ranked as well. But two top tens in a primetime slot. Let's make it happen. And, and DJ Stewart against Adam Miller and a, a lot of talented freshmen on Duke, which that's that's each and every season. But not a great Duke team last year. I know that when we looked at projections for NCAA tournament, that was probably one of those. If Illinois was a five, maybe that was Duke was a four that you wanted to see to advance to the Sweet 16. Um, they lost Vernon Carey. They lost Trey Jones. They lost Cassius Stanley. So they don't bring back a double-digit score from last year. Matthew Hurt's a good shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they paired that with the number three freshman class in the country. So I think Illinois has got to feel good about their experience uh, against some of those young guys. And, and just overall, I, I think Illinois is going to feel like they're ready for anybody. And this is this is one of those that will get you excited. As you said, Derek, it's almost like it's it's a little bit of a preseason arrival moment that you're even slated with Duke, right? Like that people think of Illinois like this is a must-see team this year, and I, I believe you're going to be an early game probably, or you're going to be on ESPN. Um, but ESPN does a great job with these matchups. North Carolina at Iowa, Illinois at Duke, Louisville at Wisconsin, Michigan State, Virginia, and I, I think Indiana at Florida State is a sneaky, sneaky good uh, matchup as well. Um, but a lot of people are talking about this is the most anticipated Illini game since it obviously provides the opportunity uh, to be compared to the Wake Forest arrival moment where that 0405 team, the ACC Big Ten Challenge was, hey, we are a national title contender. They proved it that night and it obviously proved itself throughout the rest of the season. So this absolutely could be that. I would say, though, it depends on if, one, they're undefeated, and two, if they play Baylor Right before that, if they still have this Jimmy V Classic and some kind of uh, of uh, possibility, and it sounds like maybe in Indianapolis, um, that game <laughs> uh, should probably be talked about just as much, if not more. It's just not Duke, but Baylor is expected to be the better team than Duke. Sign me up for two top ten matchups, possibly within a week. Yeah, one hundred percent. Baylor right now, as I look at it, CBS Sports preseason top 25 is Baylor's number two, Illinois number six, Duke number eight. So two top 10 teams right in a row, like you said, in a week span. Uh, If they still slate the Jimmy V on December 2nd, you turn around and play Duke December 8th, man, that's a, it's quite a stretch, quite an opportunity. If you want to think about Illinois being a one seed or really having a chance similar to that Wake Forest game to state your case, that you should be the number one team in the country. Win both those games, and I think that they'll 
have as good a case as anybody early on in that season. So uh, it's a really, really exciting opportunity. And this is the first time in, as far as Big Ten ACC pairings, you know, Illinois and Duke met in a Sweet 16 with Luol Deng uh, in 04 mm-hmm. and then also in Maui in 2007. But this is the first time since 99-2000. Back then you had Frank Williams, Jay Williams, Brian Cook, Carlos Boozer. Uh, so excited to to see Illinois again matched up with, with a team like that coming out of the ACC. And, yeah, just fast forward to that week for me. I, I'm already I'm I'm there. You know, you know what's different though is is Illinois fans have to adjust. Is the Duke teams now are more like Kentucky teams of recent history of Calipari t- teams. There's no like John Shire. There's no JJ Redick. There's no Kyle Singler. Right. It's not like the same guys you've been watching and, and are sick of. Uh, it's it's the blue bloods. Right. It, it's these usually one and dones or two and dones. And and this year you mentioned it with Matthew Hurt and some of those guys. Um, but it's not guys we, we know a lot. We didn't even see that team in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but they do have a top recruiting class, a bunch of five stars, including DJ Stewart, who's probably the Duke player most Illini fans know heading into this matchup uh, against Adam Miller. And, and while those guys are probably – you know, not the the primary pieces on these teams this year, though they'll obviously big be big parts. Uh, that's an interesting storyline. Um, and and what is the the history of of Stewart and Miller here, Derek? Yeah, they've they've seen each other a lot. A lot of high level battles, whether it was Mean Streets against Mac Irvin Fire on the EYBL circuit, or in the Chicago Public League, Whitney Young against Morgan Park. So. Uh, really the, the top two players in that 2020 class coming out of the state and plenty of debate over a really year and a half span or whatever it may be on who's the the better player. And yeah, they see each other a lot. They, they will tell you they're, they're good friends and they, they had communicated a lot. Um, but two very talented guards, two great shooters. I mean, both of them are just lights out from beyond the, the arc and, uh, I know they'll be excited uh, to to see each other again. I'm sure Io will be excited. Maybe remind DJ of that uh, tour one summer in, in Champaign, riding the golf cart, talking about maybe coming to Illinois. And now Io gets to see him. And, and if Illinois is winning, maybe late in the game, say something to him. But, uh, yeah, as far as names to know, DJ Stewart will be the one that Illinois fans are most familiar with. Jalen Johnson was one of the top prospects in the, in the country if you follow it uh, six of six foot seven out of milwaukee and i mean he's just ridiculous jeremy roach from the top point guard prospects um, but yeah you make a good point there was a while there once duke really fully committed to the one and done route was doing was really beating coach k or was really beating coach cal i should say uh for a number of guys and uh, they, they've done that route pretty well Had, we saw one title out of them with okafor and Justice Winslow, um, and, and forgetting which Jones it is now, <laughs> Tyus Jones. Uh, but, yeah, uh, they're going to be extremely talented. They'll be young. Uh, I would like to see Illinois go in there and get a win, probably without the Cameron Crazies. Right. Um, would love to see it, no matter what. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, obviously Duke's loaded with, with future probably first-round picks, but uh, a lot of them are young. I mean, Illinois probably walks into that game with the best college basketball player on the roster, or at least proven. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, obviously with Io, you can maybe even put Kofi up there. 
And again, this is one I was looking back at what Duke did last year. And, and again, they were a really young team. Trey Jones was a sophomore for them, but Vernon Carey was their best player. And early on, they were getting a ton of buzz because they went to Michigan State and pretty much hammered Michigan State. Mm -hmm. And we know who they had last year, Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman. But, yeah, later in the year, they weren't as good, weren't trending as well towards the NCAA tournament. But if you're Illinois, you're hoping that this time the, the veteran team gets them in this Big Ten ACC Challenge. Yeah, and uh, Cassius Stanley, um, is he back for them? I can't remember, Derek. He's not, no. Yeah, so like they, they lose you know, most of their best players from last year. So uh, the, the experience thing should be on Illinois' side. Of course, we haven't seen them uh, play this many high-level games. So that's fun, though. Uh, big test early for Illinois, and this is what you want in college basketball is the best playing the best and a uh, great early test for the University of Illinois. All right, Derek, when we come back, let's chat about the next top Illini Hoops target, who's currently, as we speak right now, in Champaign-Urbana. That's next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. If you want to win your fantasy football league, it starts right now. The offseason is the best time to get ahead of the competition. We'll help you win your league on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, part of CBS Sports Podcast Network. Fantasy Football Today has three episodes every week following the latest news, giving you early rankings, early sleepers, breakouts, and busts. So if you're a dedicated fantasy football manager, check out the most dedicated podcast, Fantasy Football Today. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Derek, it was nice of Illinois after the Bryce Hopkins commitment to Kentucky earlier this week to immediately allow Illini fans to move on to the next one, right? It's kind of like immediately, hey, focus on this person. And that is top 75 Arizona guard, Ty Ty Washington, who is currently taking an unofficial visit on his own dime. He cannot go to the Illinois facilities and meet up with coaches and all that, but obviously he gets to know the campus a lot better. And uh, again, Derek, it just kind of allows us to move on to the next one. I think sometimes a lot of fans need that one after uh, after a loss. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one that's going to get your attention. Uh, of course, it would be different if it was some unranked guy or even a low three-star. But no, we're talking about a legit top 100 combo guard. Someone make the argument should maybe even be in the top 50. But his composite ranking is 68. So we're talking about top 75 kind of guy, six foot four, can really, really score the basketball. And he played in a Pango Summer League, um, you know, back in June and July and averaged nearly 30 a game. So he is a lights out shooter, can make plays off the dribble, can play on or off the ball, which I, I think that here we, we started talking about it at some point, you know, back in August, maybe a little bit before that, about Illinois, the staff, the buzz was that they – really need to make another push for a guard and find someone that complimented Andre Curbelo or could play point if Curbelo was out of the game, could play next to Curbelo and um, have the type of skill set that really complimented him. I think Ty Ty, with his size, with his ability to shoot, because uh, you could you could play him off the ball and run him off screens or whatever you want to do, 
you know, play a pick and roll with Corbello and have Tyson wait the kick out, and he'd be a really, really good weapon there. So, um, yeah, Illinois offered back in early September. It, it was it's been a really quiet recruitment with Tyson, and um, don't see him doing a lot of interviews, or just don't hear a lot of buzz at least until you know this Illinois visit this weekend uh, or this week, I should say. Uh, a whole lot about, you know, was Illinois gaining traction? Who's Illinois going against? That was kind of in question for a little while, but Shin Coleman's worked it really, really hard. Uh, obviously, they were able to become a player, a major player, I would say, if he's going to take a visit on his own dime to come out to Illinois. And uh, the buzz now with the National Signing Day coming up here in a couple of weeks hmm. and taking this visit probably in decision mode, not too you know far down the road that – You'd think just based on that, not knowing anything else, that Illinois has a real chance to close it down. So it'll be interesting to hear. Uh, I plan on talking to – in contact with Ty Ty's dad. I plan on talking to them after their visit. It's kind of what that was like, mm-hmm. not having any, you know, staff contact face-to-face where they walk around campus maybe on a Zoom call with the staff. I'm sure they can do that by rule. Uh, they, I even heard they could possibly – see the players uh, as long as it wasn't like set up by the coaches. So uh, I'm sure Illinois will do all they can within the rules to, to show their best uh, as much as they can during this visit. And he would be a really, really good get. And another thing you hear about Ty Ty Washington is toughness, right? Um, and, and a combo guard. And listen, I, I know people see Adam Miller and Andre Corbello on the roster. I, I I want as many guards as possible. We saw what that can do for a team last year. We'll see this year what that can do for a team. So, I mean, he sounds a little bit like a Brad Underwood guy. How, how do you think he would fit this 2021-22 roster and beyond? I think he's a really, really good fit. I think if well, we still got to see how Austin Hutcherson won with the injury, the back injury, uh, and when he gets back to the court, what he looks like. But if there was a circumstance, and it, it is – Again, we talk about it a lot uh, here recently with the type of recruits that Illinois has gotten. Um, high expectations for freshmen sometimes can be difficult, but if you recruit those type of guys, um, it, it's something that they can achieve. If you were to put him with Curbelo and Miller in your starting lineup, and yeah, you had size, uh, you know, on one side with Miller, who's 6'3, 6'4, built really, really well. On the other, Ty Ty, 6'4 with Curbella and those are two lights out shooters. I think you'd love that. And I think the expectation is that you're going to get Adam back next year, but that might be his last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he might be ready for the NBA after that. So uh, if Ty Ty is, is then the next guy, you know, uh, the, the next one to the next running mate for under Curbello, then that would be a great one. Um, I, I, to your point about toughness. Yeah. He's extremely tough. Uh, he, Last year, he actually changed schools because there was a little bit of an altercation in a handshake line and punched a dude in the face. I know that's not uh, maybe so – some people might say that's not the right kind of tough that they want, but right. uh, I was actually talking to somebody, and, and they'd be like, you know, Brad might actually like that. <laughs> he, might, he might be okay with that. Um, you, you don't want to see that here, obviously, next right. level. I'm sure a learning lesson for him. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's a tough guy, and I, I think that – when you lose uh, Andres Felice, and again, their skill sets are a little different because Ty Ty is that kind of shooter and um, not as much of a bully to the basket, but he does have a have a good body and can get to the rim. Um, but in terms of having that kind of 
mental makeup, that pit bull, I think he brings some of that that you lost with Andres Feliz. Derek Piper, so it sounds like Creighton is the top competitor with Illinois. It seems like the, the two schools are at the top. And as you mentioned, signing day, it's hard to imagine, but it is just a couple weeks away here. Um, what is your read? Do you think Illinois is chasing, or are they in pole position and closing position here? Yeah, as far as I know from what I can tell, I, I, I like Illinois' spot. I think that, again, him visiting says a lot. I think that they've done a really good job to get him to want to take this visit. And, yeah, that is kind of the question is, are they trying to bring him in to change his mind? Is he, is he set on a school and they're like, no, before you decide, come check us out and maybe we'll we'll convince you the other way? Or is it kind of teed up for Illinois and all, they, all he really needs to do is see the place for himself? Um, I'd probably right now lean towards the latter, to be honest with you. Uh, Creighton, to my knowledge, I know they offered back in the spring. I think it was late March. I don't think they've had him on his cam- on their campus. Um, I, I don't think that right now he has plans to, to see their campus uh, if all goes right at Illinois. Uh, so that says a lot to me. Arizona State, maybe one that isn't getting talked about enough, or depending on who you talk to, uh, the hometown school. I know he's been there. Maybe they, you know, have, have have an ace up their sleeve and, and they can pull it, pull it away from Illinois. But other than that, there, there doesn't seem to be a ton of, of major players now that he's kind of whittled things down and really knows who he wants to look at. I know he had taken a, a visit to Maryland, uh, might have been a year ago or last summer or whatever it may be. Uh, but he released the top 10 in July and now seems to be down to about Illinois Creighton and maybe Arizona State. And I think Illinois has – a really, really good opportunity to get it done. Derek, just to go more macro here, big picture here, um, we've talked about a lot of disappointing losses here in, in the class of 2021 because you start off with Luke Goody, who's a nice skill fit, fits a need for them on the wing here for the for the long-term future. And you're thinking, man, maybe Illinois could have this all wrapped up and have a top 15 class again uh, by the time November rolls around. And, and we're sitting here on October 30th, and you know David Jones doesn't pick Illinois. Jordan Nesbitt doesn't pick Illinois. Bryce Hopkins a second time doesn't pick Illinois. Um, but I, I've kind of one, I, I haven't been too worried because out of all things, like you see Illinois football and other things going on, like Illinois basketball, I'm not too concerned about with a top 10 team, right? And Adam Miller and Andre Curbelo here for the next couple of years. And, and, and most importantly about how this staff has been resourceful in, in finding guys and being in on guys and not being all in on, uh, just one or two prospects as we've seen in Illinois basketball's. Uh, recent recruiting history. Um, so I, I think Ty Ty Washington, if they're able to close on him, again shows that this staff has a wide net. They have a lot of connections. And whether it's offering a guy like Mustafa Amzil, who's obviously going to be a, a, a tough fight here with how many teams are offering him here recently. But I think it again just shows that this team can find players and, and not just you know, low three stars, you know, Georgie Pashanishvili flyers at the end. And, um, you know, they can find guys like Alan Griffin and guys like that, but they can go get a Kofi Coburn in, in the winter. They can go get uh, and, and close on Adam Miller and make sure he signs in the spring. Um, the staff, I think, deserves a little bit of trust that they're going to find talent. 100%. When you've, when you've built a top 10 roster, a top 10 national um, contender, uh, I think that you deserve that you know, that benefit of the doubt. And they've proven that they've proven that they have, as you said, a ton of connections. 
um, always have a direction to pivot to. And when someone says no, and we're talking about a lot of times some high quality options, can you imagine sitting back and, and telling John Gross, who just ran circles trying to find a point guard that Illinois could could offer a top 75 point guard combo guard in Ty Ty Washington who can just put the ball in the basket effortlessly offer him in September and be you know late October after he'd already put out a list and all that and maybe get him in late October I think that <laughs> for all the work that John did trying to get a point guard um, that, that that says a lot about yeah. obviously the connections but just also I think Illinois has a lot to sell right now when you have the preseason expectations when you have a a blueprint now for for Brad Underwood just the way he uses his guards the high quality guards that he's brought in and you got to fill some some spots for some pretty good guys uh, I would assume would be in one of those Trent Frazier uh, unless he comes back for another year uh, he, he'd be another one of those guys so uh, yeah I think overall they just they're they're in a spot where yeah it's disappointing to go you know, one, two, three strikes you're out on David Jones and Brandon Weston and Jordan Nesbitt. Uh, those are guys that they invested a lot of time in, thought that they were in a, a prime spot having all three guys on campus right before COVID, you know, wiped out in-person recruiting and, and campus visits. Uh, but they, they're also in a position where they don't need a ton. They, they're not in a rebuilding spot. They're, they're still going to have a pretty good roster comeback next year. And their number one most important guy in the class, if you would have went back to the spring and, and asked who that guy is, is Mac Etienne. He's still on the board. Mm-hmm. Now that the fact that beyond him, if you if you were to miss your pivot point in this class, I, I don't know where that is in terms of we need a high impact big guy to replace Kofi. Because outside of that, a lot of you know, you look all the way, you know, top of the class down to like you know, top 75 centers, there's not that many that are uncommitted. Mac is one of those. Uh, Illinois has done a really, really good job. If they get him and they get Ty Ty and they have Lou Goody and they're figuring out maybe a piece or two in the, in the transfer market in the spring after a really good season, I'd, I'd say that's pretty darn good. Uh, <laughs> if they don't get Mac, I think you'd still probably be looking to the transfer market. And now, uh, because of the one-time transfer that's supposed to go into effect in January and going to happen, um, which will create a lot of, you know, free agency-like, mm-hmm. in, uh, free agency-like environment in the spring. And if you ha- again, if you have a really, really good year and you have a need, you're going to be one of those one of those top options for those those top transfers. So I wouldn't panic uh, based on all that you said and some of these targets that are still on the board. Uh, you still feel pretty good. Yeah, and uh, the class you said, which is, I think, I don't want to say likely, but definitely possible with ETN Washington Goody, that'd probably be another top 20, top 15 class. And then, as you said, they can add more. T- uh, that That's a self-like run in recruiting. I, I hate to say that to some Illini fans. Are like, um, but for Illinois, that is a, a recently unprecedented run in recruiting if you're able to stack classes like that. And as you, you've said and you, you've written many times, Derek, just top 50 talent after top 50 talent. Illinois just doesn't do that. Um, so that's a new standard um, that, that Brad Underwood's trying to set. And his staff, obviously, with Antigua, Coleman, and, and Gentry are trying to do as well. Uh, Derek, before I let you go, my wife keeps asking me, so I'm going to ask you, uh, when are we getting an <laughs> Illinois basketball schedule? Oh, man. 
Uh, I, I don't I know if no your lady is asking you the same thing because my wife wants to get that schedule down, like know when I'm going to be gone and whatever. And I just keep telling her, Brad yep. Underwood doesn't know right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. I turned 30 on December 13th and my fiance keeps asking me, he's like, what are we going to do for your birthday? I was like, I keep telling her, we'll find out when the only basketball <laughs> schedule comes out. She doesn't really like that. Uh, yeah. she, she, she's not a huge fan of that that answer. But uh, I think in terms of Illinois and Brad, they're waiting on the Big Ten. The Big Ten has to come out with their guidelines. It would stink. And I, I don't think it would happen, especially now that you have announced official. So it's not going to happen as far as no non-conference. But uh, the Big Ten could set some additional regulations on how many non-conference games there could be or mm-hmm. when they're going to start league play. Obviously, when Illinois is saying, you know, we're good to go on this Big Ten ACC thing, uh, that's going to happen. And, and all expectations are the the week of Thanksgiving, you're going to have the MTE, Baylor, if Jimmy V is able to pull it off, uh, Big Ten ACC. And then there's not a whole lot else to add. There, there's a couple, you know, you're hoping to maybe even do a Missouri game if you can make it happen. Uh, but there's not a whole else. else yeah, no Gavit games. No Gavit games right. this year, so. Yeah. Uh, so there's not too many other holes to fill other than, you know, rolling out the Big Ten schedule. So, yeah, I'm ready to see it. I, I hope you would think, I mean, we're less than a month away from the season. You hope in the next week or two, yeah. you, you wouldn't want to be a week away from the the season and not even have a, a schedule out there. Well, Derek Piper, uh, contact the Duke SID. Make sure you're first in line to try and get that credential uh, so we can try to get you to Cameron Indoor. I don't know if we'll be able to pull it off, but uh, you won't have to bike. We, we can at least get you in a car, Derek, and, and get you to drive to Durham. Uh, I know you didn't get your uh, down, drive down south to uh, Peach Jam, so maybe just uh, a drive down south to Tobacco Road this time. I love it. I would have <laughs> traded it back then if you would have told me that. Uh, yeah, I'll be – I'll be bugging that SID. They'll be like, no, we're not accepting credentials right now. Just put me on some list. Put me on a piece of paper. I don't, whatever it is, sticky note. I, I just want to make sure that I'm, that I have a chance to be there. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, we'll get you your hot chicken in Nashville. You can still make that stop. Uh, Derek yes. Piper, <laughs> as always, man. Uh, thanks for the insight. And we'll talk to you soon. Anytime, man. See you later. All right, great stuff with Derek Piper, Alana Inquirer as well. I know he's pumped. I know he's pumped for that kind of matchup. Listen, we don't know if we're going to be able to travel some of these places. I don't know if I'm going to be able to even travel with Rutgers uh, in a few weeks yet. But uh, it's a huge matchup, and it's just a great opportunity. And it's just reason to be excited that, one, you can draw a matchup with a team like Duke. It shows that your program has expectations and earned that last year and obviously with the roster returning having i would assume moon kofi coburn returning is obviously a huge draw uh, for espn and you the illinois fans and your passion is a huge reason uh that they want this in prime time probably on espn uh, so just an awesome matchup and great insight there on ty ty washington uh, a new name and I, I keep saying my my son uh, who's who's four? Uh, he's got a cousin named Tyler, and he calls him Ty Ty. So I've been used to that name, but uh, I love it. Uh, Ty Ty Washington uh, on the radar for Illinois, and looks like they're in a good spot. We'll see if they can close either soon or on uh, National Signing Day. But another good prospect Illinois is in on and towards the top of the list on, and they keep doing a good job of stacking this roster with talent and adding guy like Ty Ty and, and Mackie Tien certainly 
would just continue this rise for Illinois and uh, make sure that it's not just a one-up and then I own Kofi leave and all of a sudden you go down. No, you got Curbelo, you got Miller, uh, you got Goody, obviously. Um, you had some good transfers who have come in here the last couple of years. Coleman Hawkins, we'll see how he emerges. Uh, but obviously the big need is that center, but keep adding that guard talent. Um, that's that's the most important in, in college basketball. And it's something Illinois hasn't had is great guard play, and they certainly have it now. And it seems like if they can add a guy like Ty Ty Washington to Miller, to Curbelo, that they're going to have for the long term. As always, appreciate listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. If you don't already, this is your last day, by the way, to sign up for 50% off an annual VIP subscription. All you need to know about Illinois basketball, Derek updating continually. Brian Snow has been all over Ty Ty Washington as well. Uh, get the latest there. VIP subscription, more than $50 off. So sign up now. Today is your last day to do that. And uh, always appreciate listening to the Online Inquirer podcast. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us. Uh, that it really helps us out as well. Everybody have a great day, great weekend. Enjoy the Illinois-Purdue football game. We'll have the latest uh, on that and leading up to the game as well. If we have any updates for you, uh, player availability and all that, it'll be at IlliniInquirer.com. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Online Inquirer podcast. Spring training is in full swing and fantasy baseball draft season is upon us. That means you need to join us on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every Monday through Saturday for six pods per week throughout the month of March. We'll break down the latest news, spring training updates, players to target, and much more in just five minutes. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.